0: The Cincinnati Reds are a talented baseball team that's playing some bad baseball right now. We're getting all the negativity out on today's Locked On Reds, and we're going to fill your Reds' heart with some positivity in the process. Let's go.
1: You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds
0: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You. Are locked on regs. Thanks for making Locked On Red your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. We are your team every day. I'm Stephen Offenbaker. He's Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game. We have taken our passion for baseball, and we've turned that passion into information for you. We want to thank those of you who listen every day. If you're an everydayer, keep letting us know in the comment sections. Hit us up on Twitter. We love hearing from you because we love talking baseball with you. Uh, On today's podcast, we are going to dig into the third six-game losing streak of the season as the Reds have let themselves get swept by the Washington Nationals. Jeff and I are going to take a look at what's going wrong, how to fix it, and then we're going to find some things that are still going in the right direction. We're also going to take a look at Nick Senzel and what's been going on with him behind the scenes since basically the trade deadline rolled around. Some real interesting stuff going on there that we're going to dig into. But Jeff, I think a good place to start is with an airing of the grievances, a... A, yes. a a cathartic venting of some of the things that we think are going wrong right now you know we're gonna do festivus in the summer and and kind of get this out of our systems because even in contained in these grievances there's some good information and i think probably the best place to start is with yesterday's starting pitcher Lion richardson gets the call up from triple a louisville jeff and goes out and does something that's never been done before. Uh, First two pitches, first two Major League home runs allowed.
0: Yeah, according to Elias Sports Bureau, that is the first pitcher, at least since 1999, that's uh, done that in his Major League debut. And it's tough because this is part of the game plan that comes to this season is that we got to figure out where the young guys fit in. Who's going to be a part of this future. Who's not going to be a part, where are they going to fit? What's their role going to be on this team? But it kind of feels like they skipped somebody in the order there, Steve. I feel like Connor Phillips, which uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel as though he deserved the shot, but I'll tell you this before we kind of jump into that bit. Um, Lyon Richardson had some perspective on his start yesterday. And he was asked, especially about those first two pitches, would he have those back if he could do it over again? I didn't think I made that bad of a pitch. I might've missed a little bit more middle than I wanted to. Um, I think he was just ready for a heater and hit it. Um, I don't think I'd redo it. There's always nerves, but I, uh, I do a pretty good job managing it. And it was just, it wasn't necessarily the nerves that got the pitches hit, it was me. Um, so, no, it, it was good. Uh, I made the pitch that I wanted to make, and if he hits the pitch I want to make, then that's good for him. I, there's nothing else I can do. Um, but, yeah, it happened
1: it's a real interesting, uh I, I did what I was trying to do and got beat perspective, and and that, and that's all well and good. I mean, especially on those two home run pitches, a lot of nerves, making your major league debut, all of those things. I, I'm willing to forgive that, but let's not forget that he allowed four runs in that inning. Uh, he yep. walked some guys, he got himself into trouble, and, and really for me, Jeff, I feel like my first airing of grievances here is that he was the guy starting this game anyway. I firmly believe that it should have been Connor Phillips, and by the way, a little bit later in your podcast feed today, I sat down with Connor Phillips this weekend, and we talked about a lot of things. There's a lot of great information in this interview that you're not going to want to miss. It's dropping into the feeds later today, Monday, right around lunchtime for those of you that would like to listen on your lunch break. But here's why I think it should have been him. Uh, Lion Richardson has been artificially limited on pitches all season long. The Reds have been treating him very gently. He's not been allowed to throw a lot of innings. He's not been allowed to throw a lot of pitches. For a team whose bullpen is already beat to death, you basically called him up and set up a bullpen day. And that is not something that you wanted to do with Luke Weaver looming on the horizon for another start here in just a couple of days. Uh, I feel like that was a, a bad decision uh, in the interview with Connor. We learned some things about why the Reds may have made this decision. And I'm not going to say what they are here. You got to listen to the interview to find out what they are. But even with them all being said, I feel like uh, the Reds missed an opportunity to get Connor Phillips to the big leagues and, and have him make this start where he could have at the very least gone four, five, six innings and had the same outcome, which was a loss and a sweep. Uh, at least the bullpen would be better positioned heading in to the series with the Marlins that starts today.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know. I just feel like there's plenty of options that the Reds are going to have coming off the injured list here. I, I want to see lion Richardson, and I don't think that I know very much about him after only one appearance. I want to see more. But I'm with you. I think Connor Phillips should have been the next dude up in the the pecking order there. The other thing that's really grinding my gears, Steve, and I, I'll tell you this: if you're if you're watching here on YouTube, I'd love to hear from you. Get down in our comments section. What's grinding your gears about this Reds team? We'd love to hear from you um, when it comes to this because runners in scoring position. Like I recorded the post game reaction video for Sundays for really the weekend series five or six times because i was trying not to sound like a whiny baby but the thing that really grinds my gear for you oh i tell you i still think i sounded like a whiny baby but i said in one of those utterances, the greatest strategy that a opposing pitching staff could have right now is just put a reds base runner on second and they just forget how to hit like they, they, they just don't come up big and what were they doing in the month of june when they were kicking butt they were coming up big with runners in scoring position in fact looking at it and kind of going back in time just a smidge from may 1st this is before really everything got rolling but from may 1st to the all-star break they had the second most rbis in major league baseball with runners in scoring position that's a pretty nice stat there batting average wise they were right around sixth That's pretty good to see from the all-star break to now they're 20th in RBIs with runners in scoring position and they're 22nd in batting average with runners in scoring position. In fact, just to kind of point this out, the Reds are hitting 209 as a team when somebody gets on second or third and the Cubs are hitting 306. The, which, by the way, they have the most RBIs since the All Star break with runners in scoring position. And the Brewers are hitting 278. So those are the two teams that we're really looking at right now. And I just, I, I feel like that is the most annoying, just grinds me. It makes me want to pull my fingernails out when I'm watching them with runners in scoring position
1: because it's just so annoying you know and it's not really a surprise the team has struggled a little bit it's full of young players that have never been here before yeah. that are trying to figure it out along the way and and, and you can see it in the at bats you can see it watching on tv they're all pressing they're all trying got to do it. things that is not what got them here. And they're eventually going to come back to earth and clear their heads and figure it out. I'm really looking forward to the Thursday off day this week to allow all of these guys to just take a step back and kind of unplug for a minute because they really need it. They have not had a lot of time off since the all-star break. And it is showing. I think that you see it in Ellie De La Cruz and the at-bats that he's having right now. He is hacking at things. He Definitely. He looked lost. On Sunday, I don't know if you watched his at-bats or listened to them, Jeff, but watching his at-bats, he was flailing at times. And I know he ultimately came through with that nice hit into right field later in the game, but his first couple of at-bats were very bad. They were not good at all. He needs, I think, a break. He needs a day. I I think he needs a day off before Thursday. Uh, It would be nice if they got him out of the lineup on Wednesday also and let him have a couple days off in a row to kind of reset and come back fresh at the end of the week because uh, he has not looked good. Some of the other guys – Spencer Steer, looks like he's pressing a little bit. Uh, I know that he's, he's righted the ship since his slump, but you know, he's still hitting right around 250. Uh, He does lead the team in home runs, but some of his at bats have been a little suspect as well. Uh, I think he could use a break. Uh, the problem is with the injuries to India and Fraley, there's not a lot of uh, available major league talent to give these guys the extra days off. I think they need right now. So I think all of those things kind of contribute to this, this, problem they're having of hitting with runners in scoring position
0: yeah and then you you go from there and you look at the bullpen the bullpen has just been infuriating since the all-star break they have the seventh worst bullpen era in major league baseball since the break uh they're walking 10 percent of the batters that they face i mean that's that's not and i know when i looked at the rankings and i'm like i bet they're like bottom of the league in this they're actually 15th they're like right in the middle i don't care 10 percent is too many like one out of 10 batters just getting on base because you can't throw strikes is inexcusable. And there's a couple of guys that are kind of culprits right now. Like very, I'm done. I'm done thinking Buck farmers, a top tier relief pitcher. You know what? He gave the reds some really good innings early on this year, but I'm getting real Heath Henry vibes here. Steve, you remember Heath Henry, Heath Henry was the best relief pitcher that the reds have ever had for the months of may and June of 2021. And then outside of that, he was the worst. Release yeah, pitcher that they ever had
1: there was at one point he led the team in saves with something like <laughs> yeah. early in that stretch and then just fell it off the earth but to your point with buck farmer we can look at just uh his last three outings his last three outings he's accounted for three innings of work he, in those three innings, Jeff, he's allowed four hits, three earned runs, walked four guys while only striking out two. That tells he you everything did. you need to know. I, I, I think he's tired. Uh, I think they, they, they squeezed him too hard early on, uh, and, and, and it's unfortunate because he did a good job early on. And he did. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, he can find that again. But yeah, I'm with you. I no longer uh, consider him uh, a, a safe entry into the game. When I'm I worried, I'm worried way. when he comes in.
0: Yeah. On worried when he comes in the game Alex young it's gonna be tough his last three outings ending in two-thirds with five hits and a couple earned runs allowed only has one strikeout I think he's also heading to the injury list Steve he he left uh, Sunday's game what seemed like early it wasn't a point where it looked like David Bell was trying to pull him he was he was not he was not looking good and then Lucas Sims. I'm expecting him to be not not one B. I, I think it's very obvious that this bullpen's ace is Alexis Diaz, but Lucas Sims is supposed to be the next man up. He's not been bad, but he just doesn't look like the the automatic, like he's coming in out of the bullpen. I feel good about this type dude right now. Uh, two and two-thirds innings in his uh, last three times out. He's got four hits allowed. Only one earned run, but he's dealing with high pitch counts. He does have a walk. He does have some strikeouts, but it really looks like he is fishing for strikeouts when he's pitching.
1: You know, I think the best usage of Lucas Sims is a seventh inning guy. And Mm. what that means is you need two relievers that are lights out to pitch the eighth and the ninth. And they've, they've got their ninth inning guy if they don't run him into the ground. So hopefully, and we'll probably talk about this, I don't know, in the next segment, uh, there's some help coming that maybe can be a nice, solid eighth inning guy that will help take some of the pressure off Sims because I think that's part of the problem. Uh, when When Buck Farmer was right and Alexis Diaz was lights out and Sims was just one of three back end of the bullpen kind of guys, he did just fine. But yeah. as, as the other guys have struggled and the pressure is mounted, I think that that's impacted Sims negatively. And we're seeing a little bit of a difference in his performance. Again, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to rule him out, but yeah, it's, he's not Mr. Reliable, I guess is, is a way to put it.
0: And here's the thing, because like we said, Aaron of Grieben says there's a lot of things that are grinding my gears, but let's get some perspective. I've seen a lot of people that just are like, Oh my gosh, they're horrible. They're awful. There's we're done. Stop it with that, because there are plenty of positives and plenty of reasons to still be very bullish on the Reds' chances here in 2023. We're going to talk about those coming up next. Today's Lockdown Reds episode is brought to you in part by Dave. You know, at one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Dave's is the banking app that levels the financial playing field for you. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. There's no credit check and there's no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at Dave.com MLB. That's Dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less and there's no credit check and there's no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Baking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. The Marlins are in town and if you can't be at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds Hometown Podcast with SiriusXM and the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. And thanks as always for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up later today. Make sure you check out Steve's interview with Connor Phelps. Like he said, a lot of good stuff in there. It's, it's good to talk to the dude who I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's going to be up here. I, I think it's just an all. it's a matter of time. Like we're really going to do another start of Luke Weaver for some reason. So maybe if we continue to get the Luke Weaver we've got, Connor Phillips will be up here soon. You should check out the interview that Steve has with him. But Steve, speaking of what might happen in the future, let's look at some positives because Red's country is a pretty negative place right now. Red's country is a, it's a ball of emotions and someone lit that ball on fire over the last week. And yeah, a third six-game losing streak in a season will do that to you. As all of us are just kind of wringing our hands, like, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna? Are, are they gonna figure this out?"
1: Because the, I the think scorch, they will. The scorch Earth people, Jeff, are the ones that have been waiting. They're for having it, fun. Though. The yeah. guys that are scorching the earth right now have been waiting and waiting and waiting. They're going to they're gonna blow it. They're going to screw it up. Yeah. I'm going to be ready to pounce. But there's still a lot of things positive about this team. There's a lot of ingredients, even with the injuries, even with the problems with the pitching. There's still a lot of ingredients for success that are present on the team right now. Let's start with the old man that is defeating Father Time, Joey Votto. In his last six games, I picked that number because the six-game losing streak. He's got three home runs over the last mm-hmm. six games. Joey Votto's still doing it. Doing He's still his hitting part. the power. He's doing his part. Matt McClain, in this this time of, of woe is me that the Reds fans are clinging are McCl- upon, He's hitting over 300 still, and even yep. with a, a, a ugly 0 for three strikeout day on Sunday, he's still hitting over 300. So there, there's positives there. Uh, this starting rotation, and we're talking about it, and we beat it to death, Jeff. But the starting rotation has help coming, and I know. August 20th feels like it's a long, long way away, but that's when Hunter green is set to return to this rotation. And I don't know if you saw, uh, but on Saturday, Jeff, Hunter green made his first rehab start down in Louisville. And it was not a bad outing. Uh, He went two and two thirds of an inning. He allowed one hit one earned run, walked one guy and struck out one guy. I watched that start on M I L B TV, Jeff, and his, His slider looked great. It was on point. It was right where it left off. Looked really good. His fastball to me looked like it lacked a little life for a better way to describe it. But I think that was intentional watching Hunter actually throw his pitches. uh, It didn't look to me like he was pitching with max effort. It looked to me like he had things dialed back a little bit. And that makes sense because it was his first triple a rehab start. I think, you know, he's trying to ramp back up and it's, Probably good that he didn't go out there and try to bring the hundred mile an hour gas every single time. Uh, I like that he was pacing himself. But even with that, most of his pitches were were within the zone. Uh, most of his stuff looked like it was going where the catcher was setting up. Uh, Chucky Robinson caught him in that start. Uh, the pitches looked like they were going where Chucky wanted them. So uh, I think it was a positive outing, and I think uh, Hunter Green thought so as well Uh, we've got a we've got to uh, hear from him directly I think on how I
0: feel great Um, you know there's been a lot of time to uh, work on myself and uh, you know obviously it's been frustrating because you know I had to go on last year and once again another year um, I know it's part of the process but I don't want it to be part of my process um, but it's part of the game and so trying to you know assess what I can do to get better in every field of of my game on and off the field um, there's been a lot of time to think about that but uh, yesterday I felt pretty good. Uh, not too bad. You know, first game back, so still a lot to work on, but um, I'm getting closer. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm exactly where I need to be. You know, it sounds weird to say that being on the IL, but I believe that things happen, you know, for a reason. And um, last year I felt like I became a not just a better person, but a player and a professional uh, after coming back from my rehab, and I feel the same way uh, this year. So I think all of that is building me to uh, – be better, you know, in the future for Cincinnati. and Sorry, I kind of cut you off there. I was really excited to hear uh, Hunter Green's perspective because, hey, I mean, it's been a while since we've heard that voice, and it's great to hear Hunter Green's voice talking about some baseball. Yeah, I, I think that is the biggest thing that I look at, and we've been looking at this since the trade deadline, and you want to talk about the quickest and the most unfortunate stretch of games that the Reds possibly could have went on after largely standing pat at the trade deadline to lose six in a row immediately after not doing as much as people hoped you would do. That's like a very, very big, like kind of like you said, the scorched earthers, all of the, I told you so people, they've had drafts just saved in Twitter that they can fire off rapid fire and they have run out of bullets. They've had so many opportunities to use those bullets now that they they've run out of how many, I told you so tweets they could fire off. So yes, it is very exciting to see him and not only him, but Vladimir Gutierrez is looking good in his rehab. TJ Antone is looking good in his rehab and dare I say, and I'm not saying that he is on the same level of those guys, but Casey Legumina good bullpen bullpen depth is getting ready to return. This bullpen badly needs it. The starting rotation badly needs it. And I think when you start to see those guys file in, there's gonna be almost a reset of the team's stamina. There's gonna be a reset of the team's morale, and we're going to see it rebuild a little bit here. Because the other part that I have with this, and yes, all of the people that have been you know, waiting so much and all of the people that I love to sarcastically say, congratulations, I'm going to give you a trophy for being the first person to uh, announce time of death for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, 2023 playoff hopes, whatever you guys can keep going on doing that. I don't know how you live your life when it comes to this Cincinnati Reds team, the, the collapse, the, the choke job that they're all doing right now. There, there's plenty of time to come back from it because it's the
1: beginning of August. At the beginning of September, there is still time. absolutely and and to follow up on a couple of things you 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 said in there there was a lot of stuff Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez not only did he pitch well on Saturday uh, but he pitched multiple innings and that's a big deal Uh, I think that that means he's closer uh, probably closer than TJ Antone for sure to being an immediate impact on this Reds bullpen he went two innings in that outing on Saturday allowed zero hits he struck out two guys he did walk two guys but again that's his first triple-a outing in this rehab assignment he also got the win in that game for those of the folks that that matters to, but he, he would be a huge infusion into this bullpen as a guy that could come give you a couple innings. You know, I'm not expecting Vlad to be that eighth inning guy that we were talking about. I'm not expecting him to, to spell Alexis Diaz on closer days. We're not going to see that from Vlad, but if it's good, Vlad, you know, if it's, if it's your goody versus my bad Vlad, then if we get your goody, goody, bring him in. If he can pitch you the sixth and seventh innings on, you know, a couple, three times a week, That's golden for this bullpen right now to allow the rest of the arms a little time to kind of recover and get ready for this September rebound that you and I both see coming. This this playoff run that's going to happen between August 20th and the end of the season when we get these guys back and the Reds can really go full-blown attack mode. And i think for
0: him personally even too like yes it'd be amazing to think yeah in a close game he could do that sixth seventh inning something like that but think about even a game like we saw with abbott the other day or a game like we saw with ben lively in chicago where we know very early on that the guy doesn't have it you can bring in vladimir gutierrez and maybe even get three innings out of him like this is a guy that i still think in spring training next year they might test out as a starter and see if he can compete for a spot because there is never a bad time to have too many starting pitchers as we are learning this year. But when it comes to him and the bullpen as a whole, like I think everybody's starting to get healthy at a very interesting time. Yes. The Cincinnati Reds have just lost six in a row and everybody hates that. And everybody is like constantly talking about how bad they've been for this last week, how bad they've been since the all-star break. Do you realize that they've been this bad and they're still only a game and a half out of the division? They're still five games over 500 like we're still at a point that the reds are in a perfect position to take a run and still be a playoff team still be a division winning team if they make a good enough run and let's put it this way simple math the reds are two wins and two brewers losses away from being back in first place that way two really good days like are we really going to go crazy and say that the season is over right now because
1: if you're doing that you're premature yeah, no, it is not time to push that particular panic button. Here's what I'd like to see. I know August 20th feels like it's a long way away, and that's really the the target date for the writing of the ship when Hunter Green comes back. Between now and then, I'd like to see David Bell experiment a little bit, shake yeah. things up. We need to see the lineup completely, just a complete shakeup. I would like to see Will Benson up in the 1-2-3 area yep. somewhere. I would like to see L.A. De La Cruz get back-to-back days off, maybe use that off day for that, maybe yep. move him down for a couple days and just yeah. let him let him get his at-bats under control because he did, he looked really bad on Sunday. Uh, I'd like to see uh, some mixed usage with what's in the bullpen right now. Uh, get outside of feeling like you have to use Buck Farmer in the high leverage situations. <laughs> I mean, listen, if they, if they go with yeah, somebody yeah. else, if you use Mo in the high leverage situation uh, and it doesn't go well, what have you lost? Because everybody else that's been run out there right now has struggled. So don't be afraid to tinker right now in this little window that you have before these guys start coming back so that you can maybe define some new roles for guys as you start to plug the starters back in, as India comes back, as frayley comes back, as these pitchers come back. You can reassign roles and everybody can be comfortable in this new normal and, and attack the division. Uh, that's what I'm looking for between now and the, the start of these guys returning from AAA.
0: Quick thought real real fast before we jump into our, our final segment of the day. Um Ellie Leadoff, is, is that dead? Like I I, I still think no. there's plenty to learn. And I think that eventually leadoff is his best spot, but yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think I think you move, him down,
1: move him down and let him get comfortable and then bring him back up in the lineup. But there's, there's no need to continue to run him out there to bat first every game while he's flailing at pitches and looking more like Aristides Aquino and less like the phenom we thought he was going to be. So let him get right and then adjust. You know, baseball is about adjustments. And this is a mm-hmm. time I think David Bell can make an adjustment. But one thing's for sure, Jeff, even though the Reds are down right now, they're not out of it. And there is time to get things going again all right our guy nick senzel has asked for more playing time jeffrey speaking of shaking things up he's getting it we're gonna take a look at the curious case of what's going on with the reds former number one prospect next today's episode is brought to you in part by better help Whether you're dealing with decisions centered around your career or relationships or really anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if you're just not connecting with the therapist that gets assigned to you. You can let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. Get the help you need today. Remember that if you can't be at the ballpark for the start of the Marlin series, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Also, don't forget to join our community on Discord. There is a link in the description of today's episode. Just click that link, get yourself signed up, and join in on the Reds conversation because we want to talk Reds with you. All right, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this or not, but there has been some news surrounding Nick Senzel uh, right before the trade deadline. You know, he made it clear to the Reds, Brass, and to David Bell that, you know, it wouldn't hurt his feelings any if he was moved uh, to a place where he could get a few more opportunities. And then the trade deadline came and went, and he wasn't sent anywhere. Uh, And in light of that, he wants more playing time.
0: Sir, I want to send my steak back because it's dry. Well, sir, you ordered it. Well done. Of course, it's going to be dry. Nixon Zell's not getting it because of the squeaky wheel. He's getting it because of injuries to Jake Fraley and Jonathan India. And, and I think that it's unfortunate that the report came out about the timing of this because he's getting more uh, at bats, as it were. Um, I think that whenever they floated him out there for possible trades other teams did not value him like we thought they might have there was nobody that was going to do the major leaguer for major leaguer change of scenery type trade that we were kind of hoping for you know there wasn't the dare I bring up this guy's name on a podcast there wasn't the Jeff Hoffman trade out there uh, (laughs) that the Reds had a few years ago so I I don't know. Like, I I, I feel for Nixon Zell a little bit, but I feel like because of how he has played, because of how his career has progressed, we kind of know who he is. And based on some production stats and things we've seen from him, I don't want to see him face right-handers anymore whenever the, the roster is back healthy again because he just doesn't hit them.
1: No, his splits definitely warrant him not getting another at bat versus a right-handed pitcher. Uh, as soon as Jonathan India returns from the injured list uh, versus right-handed, his slash line is 179, 257, 288. Uh, that's in 156 at bats. Now, when you compare that to how he does against lefties, now he he does warrant some looks against left-handed pitching. His slash line versus the left-hander is 312. 376 545 5 home runs in 77 at bats. So there is a little bit of production there and he does bring some value to the lineup when there's a left-hander on the mound. But I think you're absolutely right. The playing time that he's getting is simply a result of an outfielder and an infielder being out and he happens to be able to play in both spots. So once those guys are back, I think he goes back to being the near last man on the bench, uh him and uh Uh, Kevin Newman can thumb war for who gets to go in as the last man off the bench. Uh, Don't really want to see either one of them if everyone else is healthy. So uh, that's kind of where I sit on that. And it's unfortunate. I've always been uh, a guy that hoped the best for Nick Senzo. And I thought that he wasn't handled great in the beginning. But that was a long time ago. And that's no longer a crutch. That's no longer an excuse uh, for how things are now. I I think you're right. We know who he is at this point and uh, he's going to be kind of on the outside looking in the rest of this year as long as everyone's healthy and then I really I really don't anticipate that he's in Cincinnati next year.
0: No, and I he's going to definitely be at the top of our non-tender candidate list uh mm-hmm. when it comes to the off season, but I just it's it's such a bummer to see a guy who is a former top prospect get to this point in his career with a team where we're just like, yeah, we're done with him. Like But that's the case, like the situation I want to see him in down the stretch when the Reds are making their run, when they're coming back and they're going to win the division, is if you've got Will Benson up in like the eighth inning and the opposing team just brought in a left-handed reliever, or if you got Jake Fraley up and the opposing team just brought in a left-handed reliever, like if they're bringing in Nick Senzel for much, or or as a pinch runner, you know, if Stevenson gets on base in a late-game situation, something like that. He's still fast. He's still shown plenty of base running ability there. But this whole thing where we bring him in against a lefty or we start him against a lefty and then the other team starts bringing in a slew of right-handed pitchers and we we keep him in there, you are keeping in an automatic out at this point. Nick Senzel is not an everyday player. Nick Sinzel is not matchup proof. In fact, he is the very opposite of matchup proof. He is very matchup prone. And I think that David Bell needs to recognize and he probably does and again the rosters not lending itself to be able to you know hide him on the bench there but once Fraley and India are back I want to see him about as little as we were seeing him right there around the all-star break
1: yeah, Jonathan India is still slated to return on Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Uh, as long as there are no setbacks, we saw footage of him both on Saturday and Sunday pregame running the field. Looks like he's going to be okay. Looks like he's going to be back on time. Fraley, not so much. Fraley's in a boot right now. He does have a broken bone in his foot, probably two to four weeks before we see Fraley back in the lineup. So let's, let's target that three week mark, hopefully for a return of the Viking King. And on that note, which, hey, before we go, shout out to Jonathan India
0: getting uh, engaged there. That was kind of cool to see for him.
1: Yeah, Congrats to India. And on that note, that's a happy note to end on. Good job, Jeff. On that note, we are going to get out of here. But before we do, don't forget that you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds.
0: That'll wrap up this edition of Lockdown Reds. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every dayers coming up later today. You can be our second listen as well because there's a special interview with Connor Phillips as Steve got to talk to him over the weekend. It's going to be dropped in your feed, whether on audio or on video, coming up here at lunchtime on the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, you know, have a coffee with it or something. If you're in Hawaii like Steve is, maybe you can make it your alarm. If you're in other places in the world, I don't know how the time zones work. So listen and watch to it eventually. Anyway, thanks so much for checking us out.
1: Steve, what can people expect from you and me? We're going to keep monitoring for the minor league moves. We're going to keep watching the waivers. We're going to keep bringing all of the news right back here to keep you locked on Reds every single day.
0: (sighs) They need to win. I'm really tired of this losing stuff.
1: Yeah, no more losing streaks.